Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of Talking Titans with the Sick Podcast. Got a lot of great stuff to cover as always. Got a special guest on. Also has a great network that he works with. Got a hell of a lot to talk about. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. All right, folks, once again, welcome back. Got another great show to to, to give you tonight. Uh, another great guest who's going to hash it up with us, as always, about the Titans. Um, let's bring him in. Titans Rossi. You might know him on uh, Twitter, at Titans Rossi. Uh, he's got a great show that he has on YouTube as well. He works with the Titan Upload Network. Uh, Mr. Rossi, how you doing tonight? Good, man. Doing great, man. I'm, I'm glad to, to be on the show. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, listen, I'm a big fan of your stuff. Uh, I know you work a lot with, um, oh my gosh, I'm Titan Anderson. I see you guys talk all the time and yeah, and, and hash it up. And you guys are doing great things, and and uh, we're we're trying to join the space. And uh, again, really, really appreciate you joining in tonight. And uh, there's a lot we can we can get into with get into it with you uh, on the team. And we love insight from all fans uh, across the uh, country. So. Great to have you on. Uh, if you don't know by now, I'm joined as always by my two co-hosts, Jarrett and Van. How you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Super Bowl week. Pretty excited. I got my Eddie George jersey. Finally came in the mail this week. I got it framed. So, is positive. it me, Jarrett, or does your background change every week? I I, I don't uh, know if it's me. It, it it is a little bit. I got a lot of memorabilia right. in the basement. I'm trying to show off a little bit. Listen, you always have excellent memorabilia behind you, so that's all that matters. Um, but let's just jump right in. Vin, you got something that you're about to say? No, no, no. I didn't want to say nothing. It's Just go ahead, buddy. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So as we've asked both uh, previous guests that we've had on for the past couple of weeks, we had uh, Corey Curtis on a few weeks ago. Uh, we had Jim Wyatt on last week. Um, until it gets resolved, I think the question that we always start off with, with any guests we bring on, is uh, the the quarterback position moving forward in 2023. Everyone has their opinion on what we should do, what we shouldn't do, what's going to ruin the team, what's going to elevate the team. Uh, Mr. Rossi, we'll give you the floor as far as what your thoughts are on where this team should move forward with uh, with their quarterback moving in 2023. If you were the general manager, what would you do? I mean, if I was the GM, I get you know, it all depends on what they're trying to do as a team. You know, I mean, the what I read the other day, somebody had posted, I think it was on Jim Wyatt's Twitter story about how they might not even re-sign Nate Davis. So, I mean, if they're if they're talking about retooling the whole offensive line, you know, are we talking about a rebuild? Like, are we talking about a legit full-on rebuild? If that's the case you know, then maybe you, maybe you go and make a crazy trade and get, you know, move up in the draft or something like that. You know, if you're wanting to retool and you think you still, you're still in that window with Derrick Henry, um, maybe try and go and get an Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that. But I just, look, I, you know, Tannehill to me is just mediocre. Like he's, 
I like the guy, you know, he's done a lot of great things for our franchise, but you got to have a great supporting cast around him for him to be better than good. You know what I mean? And I just don't, I, I think if you're, if you're going to stick with Tannehill, we're just going to kind of see the same results. You know, we might get into the playoffs, you know, um, I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think you're taking the organization to a higher level um, with Ryan Tannehill. And that's not to hate on him or anything like that. I just, that's just how I think about it. And if I was the GM, I would be, I don't know, man, I would be looking at all options. You know, I mean, I would, I would be looking at Rogers. I would be looking at trading up. Um, If, if the opportunity is now and you think it's now, then maybe try it out if if you can afford it. That's a great answer. Yeah, to me, to me, like there's only three options at quarterback for us really in, in 2023. It's either Ryan Tannehill yeah. because I don't see this as a uh, a full rebuild. Like I said on the podcast before, I think this is a retool. There's too much talent on this roster, both offense. I mean, not really on offense, but mostly defense that you can get in. You know, free agency with you know skilled players like Alan Lazard, plug in players. Um, you got Traylon Burks if you keep Robert Woods on a, on a restructure and you bring in maybe like an Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, getting back to the quarterback situation. There's three options. It's either Ryan Tannehill restructuring his contract, you're, you're trading and you're bringing in Aaron Rodgers, or you're trading up for C.J. Stroud. So those are my three options going into this. So, I mean, Malik Willis isn't involved in any of this. De- definitely no. not. Definitely not. No. Ross, if you didn't know, there's this ongoing feud of you know how I, I still think that it's not a feud. It's an obsession on Sal's part where he really convinced himself when we took him that he was going to be Mahomes, and he's dying on that hill. So no, I'm not. We respect, well, the, the, we respect the only the thing that I've that seen your tweet style about Malik. <laughs> it's been a while though. Yeah, Nothing we've been that. we've been we've been yeah, back and forth all, all season. Are we sober? Yeah, I I seen a um a tweet and I I don't know who who put it out there, but um somebody interviewed uh Carthon this past week and he said he wants to get an offensive coordinator and work with Rabel, um trying to make Willis a clone of Mahomes. I See, saw I, that. I mean, I I it can't. Been me. It, it, it was you. Oh wow! So there yeah. you go. Cred, credible source right there. We got him on the podcast. I mean, I can't I can't see that happening in my opinion. I know I know Sal's all over it, but me personally, I can't see it. I no. just my my. I'm sorry, real quick, Vin. I'm gonna let you go. My only thing about it is, I said it a zillion times. Yes, obviously Joshua Dobbs Joshua Dobbs stepped in and played better than Malik Willis in the two games that he played. One of which was very important. But again, it is virtually impossible to critique the, a guy with, with what he had to work with in the little bit of time you saw him. Your only argument right now is that Dobbs stepped in and played better. My counter that, to that is, is that they let him actually play quarterback. And when Malik was in the game, they treated him like he was a running back who only threw when, when he absolutely had to. And you're never going to be able to succeed or find out what a guy's worth in those circumstances. So unfortunately that his time may might be up because of that, because of an awful OC that we had that had, didn't have a clue what to do with them. Uh, But it is virtually impossible to to get an understanding of how ready or his potential as an NFL quarterback based on what they had to work with. So I'm sorry, Finn. Yeah, you're sorry. Treat me like the ugly fucking stepchild for the last fucking eight minutes. But um, no, I mean, there's really not much to say after they touched on it. I mean, I guess the way I would maybe, you know, uh, mix it up for you is ask you what you feel like the vibe of the fan base is down there and what they might want going forward. Do you think there's a majority of the fan base, more than 50%, that feels like we have the tools for a rebuild and we should go all in in free agency and Rodgers and hope that Burke and Chiggs and maybe another guy that we add could, you know, make us a contender? Or is the vibe, you know – we got a new GM, let him get his guy in there that he wants maybe in the draft and hope that we could remain competitive um, and maybe see some more surprise cuts than we thought we would if we're going in the rebuild direction. Um, from what I, from what I hear down here, um, I think that a lot of people do think that we do have a lot of uh, good pieces you know what I mean? Like that are that we already have a lot of pieces in place. 
You know, if we can add, if if we can somehow fix this O line um, and get a weapon on the receiving core, then it's a possibility. You know, we could we could do something. You know, now the quarterback thing is obviously um, an issue. Um, I would say, uh, and I want to touch on the Malik thing too, um, Sal, and what you were talking about. And I agree with you there. If you guys remember, and I always go back to this, the Kansas City game, the first half, they called a beautiful game for Malik during that first half of the Kansas City game. I was like, holy crap, man, he looks awesome. You know, he did great. The second half, they come out, it's a completely different game plan, and that's Todd Downing, you know? And it blew my mind because it's like, okay, this is how we need to use the guy. I believe that the dude has got all the talent in the world. He's not ready. I don't think he's going to be ready next year. The question is, how long do you want to wait with Malik? You know what I mean? Like, do you, we reported that on our, on our network. That was something that came from our resident insider, James, about, you know, they wanted to bring an OCN who was good with working with quarterbacks because, Apparently, Rand Carthon really likes Malik, his ability, um, you know, Mahomes type. I don't see Malik as a Mahomes type. I don't know, you know, where that comes from. I see him more as a, I don't know if he's a Jalen Hurts type. I don't know really what type he kind of fits into. Maybe y'all can shed on that. But um, I don't know, man. I think Malik's got a lot of talent. It's just how long are they willing to wait? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to touch on what you said, I mean, uh, as far as what, what I think he, he could be a clone of or, or, or resemble in any way, all I know is this. The guy's got a, a cannon for an arm, okay? He's elusive, yeah. okay? He's built like a tight end. And uh, it, there, there's a lot of film of him at Liberty, whether they're against incompetent competition or not, that shows he can – extend plays and in the NFL 2023 if you want to be a successful quarterback you need to be able to extend plays unless you're Tom Brady and have lethal accuracy and has been you know a veteran in the league for 20 years that knows the ins and outs of every defense you could face um, you need to be elusive you need to be able to extend plays and uh, like you said exactly in that Kansas City game not just did he did he look good and he looked like he had a game plan behind him that would work for him you saw his potential with his accuracy. I mean, he dropped a dime there with that, that play to Chig. Uh, and there were some drop balls that were placed nicely. It's just, again, I can't harp on it enough. <clears throat> is there a, a higher ceiling for C.J. Stroud and Bryce? I mean, of course there is. Because they have all the intangibles Malik have has, and they played against the elite competition of the, the best of the best. Um, but, you know, to just throw him out the window because of the incompetence of our coaching staff, uh, I think is 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 unfair to him, and it, it's just a waste of a pick. I mean, he was a third round pick. I mean, he was a seventh round pick. We still we still gave up decent cap, capital to, to take him, and uh, it, it looks like there's a, a good chance that it's going to be for nothing. I mean, there's plenty of time to to, to move forward and figure it out, but um, you know, it, it's it's a it's a mystery. There, there's no way around it. The, the quarterback position for the Titans in 2023, starting and backup. It's just a full-on mystery because you can't forget about Joshua Dobbs. You really can't. I mean, the kid came in and did some really good things, and you can make an argument that if you had even an average offensive line in that game against Jacksonville, we're going to the playoffs. And we might have made some noise. Yeah. Uh, I've said it a zillion times. Rossi, I think you'll agree. In that first half of that game against Jacksonville, he looked as good as any Ryan Tannehill performance of my, of my memory. In that first half, he was uh, elusive. He was accurate. He was extending plays. And then the offensive line decided to, to just be abysmal in the second half. And two turnovers that cost them the game. Now we're picking in pick 11 in the 2023 draft. And, and so, Todd Downing did Todd Downing in the second half too as well. Sitting on leads. Yeah. Right, enough, for, enough for the quarterback situation. We can talk about that. I think they're, the quarterback room could look exactly the same. As much as we might be praying for Rodgers or C.J. Stroud, yeah. it could be the same three quarterbacks that they just want to see if they can get anything more out of Tannehill. And if not, is Malik ready and let him battle it out with, with Dobbs for the two spot. So we might be hoping for Rodgers or Stroud or Young, but 
I think there's just as good a chance we end up with the same quarterback room next year. Yeah, with a, with a lesser pay cut. I mean, a, definitely a pay cut for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, switch gotta, things up. That one and a half. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, to switch things up from the quarterback spot. Uh, Ross, th- there's obviously a need at skill positions in uh, on the offense. So if you were to target somebody, whether it be a you know via trade or via free agency, who would be some of these guys, whether it be on the line or uh, wide receivers or even like tight ends now that like Kasicki and uh, Dalton Schultz is available? Who would you target to help this offense exceed you know their expectations from in 2023? As far as tight ends, you know, I wouldn't mind keeping Hooper if we could, um, you know, or re-signing him. Um, I, I really like what we did with Hooper and Chig. You know, I think with the right coordinator, you're looking at a pretty good, you know, one-two oh, yeah. punch. I don't know if they like Hooper's blocking ability or not. I, You know, I don't know. Chig seems to be a pretty capable blocker. I mean, hell, they were using him as a fullback, so they must have thought pretty highly of him there. Um you know, as far as receivers in the free agent market, there's not many like big name receivers out there. You know, I I want to say there I, I'd have to go back and look at the list, but it's nobody that's like yeah, game changing. Yeah. You know, um, I think this year you could get a good receiver, like a number two guy, even maybe in the second round, you know, you got guys like Jalen Hyatt, you got the, the kid um, from who's the other kid for, I think Southern Methodist or, or something. Uh, I can't remember his name, but there's, there's quite a few receivers who are going to drop like in that second and third round that you could pot if you pick the right guy, you know, because in the first round, obviously you're going to have to go, tackle i mean if you're not trading up you gotta go tackle absolutely no doubt about it you know if there's the strastonsky or whatever his name is or paris johnson if one of those guys are available at 11 you gotta pick one i just don't see any possible other solution um but yeah i mean that number two spot's going to be crucial, and there's no way. I mean, Robert Woods, they're not bringing him back. I, I don't think I they can. Are. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine either. And a lot of people are shocked by that, but he's making 14 million dollars next year, and the production wasn't even remotely close to that. Um, and yeah, I, and if you if you go back and watch his film uh, in depth, he had an incredibly difficult time creating separation, and uh, on a team with already a bad offensive line as it is. Uh, when your receivers can't get separation, you're just digging yourself into a deeper hole. So um, it's definitely an intriguing question mark as far as the wide receiver group moving forward. You're right 100%. If you're not trading, you got to take a tackle. But if that's the case, I mean, you you got to really push for the very limited uh, talent that's available in free agency uh, to the likes of guys like DJ Chark, Alan Lazard. Those are my top two if you're gonna if you're going to go that route in free agency. Yeah. Um, right. but again, we touch on this every week, this off season is, is sort of a domino effect where, you know, when one thing goes, hopefully everything precedes it, start with the GM and nothing's been done since then. We're still waiting for, for an offensive coordinator. We're still waiting for, uh, any sort of direction of where we're headed in, in the quarterback room in 2023. And you can't rule out the fact that this team has little to no receivers, and uh, it, it, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a much bigger issue than I think a lot of people are, are talking about. Obviously, QB and offensive line are at the top of the, of the list here, but uh, you're not doing Derrick Henry any favors. You're not doing this offense any favors with the guys you have currently. Of course, Kyle Phillips is still waiting in the wings. We hope that he fully recovers and, and does a lot of the things we saw against the Giants, which I was happily there to see. Unfortunately, we lost, of course, but he showed a lot of promise in that first week, and then obviously injuries ruined his whole season, but um, there's still a lot to be desired as far as pass catchers uh, with this Titans team. But also another thing to bring up is Chica Conquo was widely underutilized, a guy that was considered one of the top rookies of the, the year. And frankly, you could make an argument that he had half as much production as he should have had with the talent he has uh, right. to, to offer. So um, really, we'll, we'll see how things shape up. But the number one concern is getting an offensive coordinator who can actually – get the most out of the players that we still currently have uh, on the payroll. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how those, those chips fall as they, as they do. So uh, Vin, I think you're a lot better now. I don't know if you're muted currently, but you definitely, the static is gone. 
So no, that's I'm not, not muted yep. anymore. Yeah, um, you're 100% better now. So go ahead. My apologies for the inconvenience, Lord no, Salvador. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, no, I um, – what the fuck was I going to say? He got me fucked up, Sal. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, a question I wanted to ask, actually. Uh, is there a player – I actually asked Jim this, this last week, and, you know, how I asked earlier about, you know, what the vibe is down there regarding the quarterback position. Is there a player that you think or the vibe down there um, thinks that we're going to keep that we end up cutting and vice versa a player that we're going to, you know, a lot of people think we're going to cut that we end up keeping, you know, do you see maybe Bayard, someone who's a little longer in the tooth making 19 million next year as a cap casualty? Um, or do you see maybe on the opposite end, someone like a Luan who's, you know, uh, doesn't have much room to bargain really if he goes on the open market because of his injury history, do we maybe then keep him on a, on a, you know, a, a cheaper deal for one year. So I was wondering what your thoughts were on, on that. I don't, you know, I don't see, I don't, I don't see them doing anything with Bayard. I mean, maybe, you know, restructuring or something. I just feel like Bayard's a, a lifer at this point. I mean, he's like a spokesperson of the team. It would be very shocking if, if they, you know, release fired or something like that, that would be extremely shocked. That's why Saw got blocked. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be crazy if they did. Um, but I think, um, you know, with the lawn, it'll be interesting because he, if you, if you listen to him on all the podcasts and the interviews he's done, he's pretty much like written his own ticket. Like he's, yeah. you know, all the stuff that he's been talking about, like, um, but I feel like you're so desperate on the offensive line, you know, and it also depends on what they want to do. If they're not planning on drafting and tackle and they're moving up in the draft, then yeah, I mean, you might want to look at seeing, Hey, Lawan, you know, will you take this team friendly deal? Because I don't think anybody, I mean, there would be one team across the league that would probably give Luan some stupid deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it only takes one be, team, you know. Yeah, there might be one team that gives him, like, some dumb deal, you know, that's crazy high for where he's at in his career. But, I mean, I honestly, I would love to give Luan another shot. That's just, I mean, you know. Yeah, but like, how can you though? Two out of three years ACLs. I mean, he's not healthy. Right. I mean, not as a starter though. I don't know. I think you got to bring in somebody though. Like, I. But see, that's difficult though because then, if you're if you're not bringing them back as a starter, then you know what are you paying them for? Yeah. Another yeah, thing you got to think about too. Last week too, he might he might call it quits. He's lost a lot of weight. He's making probably money hand over fist with the podcast. So who knows if he wants to even keep playing. He's had a history of injuries, you know, concussions as well. I remember he got knocked out on the field uh, last – not last year, the year before that, I believe. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I was just wondering if there's a player out there that's going to be a surprise one way or another. We keep or we cut. Um, you know, I've heard I, some people I say that they might – David Long, Robert, maybe? Robert Woods, maybe on a, on a team-friendly deal. If you could slice his twelve million in half, maybe so. Yeah, David Long's a great. That's a that's a great choice too. He, I, I if I don't know what his contract looks like. I think he might have one more year left. He's the same. He's the same with Simmons. Yeah. So yeah, they they would yeah. So they he's got one yeah. year left, and then they could figure out what to do with him. Uh, just to touch on your or add to your point, which we on Lawan, which we brought up last week, I believe. Listen, if there's anything we found out about the or or about the league from watching the Titans. It ain't easy finding a left tackle that is uh even average, let alone as bad as what we've seen. So, um the one thing with Lawan is he's got one year left. So, if you want to move some money around, you're going to have to add another year. Otherwise, he you got to give him what's owed to him this year. That's he the only way it works. So, you know, you got to leave that up to Rand if he could figure that out. He almost got to commit to him for another year on top of 2023 if you want to keep him on the payroll at, at a limited number. So 
that's something that they'll have to work out. I, I personally, each day that passes, think they should legitimately try to keep him uh, because if they can work some out, he can make a little bit less than he's making yeah. now. Uh, that changes a lot because then, you know, you might not have to spend as many picks on offensive line. You might be able to – it might be a little bit more alleviating well, when you're trying to move up. Well, There's one scenario – one scenario here is what I was thinking about um, this past weekend is we have a GM now that came from San Francisco. They ha- they have a right tackle that's available in free agency right now. If they go after I forgot his name Mike uh, Mc- what's his name you guys know uh, Mike Mike whatever he's the right tackle that's a free agency. So why don't you bump MPF over to left and there's your McGlinchey. left tackle yeah McGlinchey and you have your right tackle so you're not even worried about that in the draft if you really do believe in MPF. You know, at his natural position, I think was left tackle. You Another know? thing you got to think about too is listen, Dylan Radunes is a left tackle. They just decided to try him out at right, and it didn't work great. out. Yeah, and he's still under contract, I believe, another year. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's another option too. The bottom line is, is that you have to figure it out. There is no way around it. Mm-hmm. You, you not only, in my opinion, you, you have to put all your eggs in the basket of the offensive line. No yeah. matter how it has to happen, whether it be through free agency or off or 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 the draft, they're, they're, you can't leave any question marks to the offensive line. You need to make sure you have guys that you are positive are competent at their position, so we don't have to see another Dennis Daly again. Because really, I mean, the nightmares that this fan base has had with this guy is is re- absurd, and it, it's just not fair to any of us. It's not fair to Derrick Henry. It's not fair to whoever the hell is behind center for as a quarterback. With these un- incompetent, you know, uh, offensive linemen who are playing out of position, don't know what they're doing, don't know what the play calls are. It's embarrassing. So um, we'll leave that up to Vrabel and Carton as far as uh, finding the right pieces for the job in 2023. But it really, it's it's got to be. It, we need to see a major improvement across the board from left tackle to right tackle, or or nothing's going to matter. And that's what we found out this year. Nothing's going. It doesn't matter how competent your defense is. Doesn't matter how good Derrick Henry is. If your offensive line is a, is a tra- is a, a trash garbage, you're going nowhere. So uh, we'll leave that up to the higher ups to figure out. But um, it, it's 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 a scary, it's a slippery, scary slope that we're we're staring in the in the in the eyes right now because uh, it couldn't get much worse than it did last year. So we'll, and we'll and who knows what happens with uh, Ben Jones? I mean, it you know yeah, he might retire. retire. Yeah. I mean, so there you go. If they if they don't bring back Nate Davis, you got a whole new line. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at replacing four offensive linemen. Now, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't. I would think you would want to try and bring back Davis. I mean, I, I feel like he was decent. I mean, solid. You know, he might get I, more I money than they're willing to pay him, though. That's the thing, because yeah. uh, you know he wasn't in a Pro Bowler by any stretch, but he was pretty decent. And, uh, you know, it's tough in the market that we're in now. You know, a team offers this guy an extra $2 million a year, and I don't think he could give a flying shit. He'll go. He'll leave, right. you know, in a heartbeat. So, uh, again, going back to the dominoes, one's got to start falling, and then hopefully the rest go, and we start getting answers, answers, answers each week that passes. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks, and we haven't gotten a single one outside of the GM. So, um, you know, it's good and bad. It's good. We're going to have a ton to talk about as the offseason progresses. It's bad because, you know, we're already almost a month a, a month out of the last Titan game, and we haven't gotten one damn answer as far as what we're looking at in 2023. So, um, yeah, speak, speaking of dominoes, um, you said you got insiders in the network and everything. You have any, like, insight what's going on with the offensive coordinator um, opening with the O-line? Uh, coach still opened. Uh, are they waiting for uh, uh, Bienemy or Nagy or uh, anything on that on that news front? The the thing right now, and and actually, our James, our guy, he actually has a call at. He's supposed to have a call at six tonight. He was supposed to call me after it was was done. He said he was going to have more information about like the OC search or whatever, but um. The last thing that we heard was Nagy was the top guy. Like, he's the top guy right now. Being and me, they don't think he's going to do a lateral move, you know, as, as far as that goes. But they're really – they really like Nagy. They really like his ability to – for, you know, to uh, 
help quarterbacks um, improve and all that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, that's why, you know, they haven't really signed anybody yet because they're kind of holding out for a couple of these, these guys and to interview Biennami and Nagy, um, as far as that goes, you know, um, and another thing that they did tell us was that they were evaluating the whole coaching staff um, from the top to the bottom. And obviously not for Abel, but, you know, all the positional coaches and um, they let go of the, the equipment guy that's been there for 40 years, you know. And he told me this a few weeks ago that there was going to be cuts like that coming down the pike. Like you might hear a weird, obscure position coach get cut, or or something like the equipment guy, or something like that. He said they're they're evaluating the whole staff too. Um, so which is crazy because the guy was there for forty years. So I mean, what the hell did he do <laughs> to yeah. get Couldn't to get fired as an equipment manager? Years, yeah. and, you know, poor Especially guy. When you, you know, when you got the 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 trainer. <laughs> That's still on the payroll, who you could argue is a big culprit as yeah. far as the issues this team's having, considering <clears throat> nobody can stay healthy to save their life. And this guy's main yeah. job is to keep these guys as physically fit as possible. And he still has his job. So I hope his his judgment day is on the horizon because, I mean, literally, I don't know how many years we got to sit here and just watch all of our important players go down for long long periods of time before we start holding people accountable as far as you know, trainers, because that's a big thing. And uh, I forget his yeah. name. I think he's actually an Italian guy. Uh, Vin, you know, remember the guy? I'm drawing a blank what his name no, is. I'm I looking know, at his I, face, but... I know. I, I'm pretty sure he's Italian, too. I think the equipment manager was as well. Uh, a yeah, lot of bots were dropping like flies. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, listen, you hope that they shake things up. After the way they fell apart, you know, I mean – why not? You know, I mean, he's going to bring in his guys, and I do think they're waiting on Nagy. Um, I think he got the raw end of the deal at the end of his stint in Chicago, but you got to keep in mind he also went to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky and coached a pretty good team. So, you know, I think uh, this is his way to maybe get to another head coaching job where if he can turn an offense that was once great two years ago that went to shit, turn that back around for a couple years, you know, I think that's his – best chance of getting a head coaching job again so i think they're waiting on Nagy, and uh, i would love to see it you know so that was actually yeah. going to be my question jared so oh, sorry no don't uh, apologize it's all right Rossi, is there is there a candidate that that's at the top of your list if you had your way or do you, you i mean it can't get worse but is there anybody that you would personally pick over another if you had your your chance Honestly, at this point, I really like Nagy. I would love to see him as, as our offensive coordinator. There's a guy, and I was trying to remember his name while we were talking about, uh, I want to say it's like Logan something maybe. I'm, I'm trying to think of his name, but there's another guy. I don't know if it's Atlanta or something. Man, I'd have to look him up. Uh, but that's the, the quarterback coach for Atlanta? Possibly. Yeah, and he's got a resume, pretty good resume. I I looked him up and kind of what he had done in the league and stuff, and and I really liked uh, what he brought to the table too. But I really like Nagy, man. I I do. I think he's a guy you can bring in if you're looking for a guy to to coach up Malik, um, to kind of get the best out of Tannehill. If you're planning on keeping Tannehill, um. You know, I mean, bring in a guy like that. Why not? You know, I mean, it couldn't be worse than freaking Todd Downing. You know, it couldn't. Absolutely Nobody not. could be worse than him, right? I mean, it's it's not possible. Was so, it Charles, I mean, Charles London you were talking about? Charles London. Yeah. Is he is he in Atlanta? Yeah, he's Atlanta. He's he's interviewing for multiple yeah. positions, I think. Is their quarterback? Yeah. Coach? He's a guy that, that was – we heard that was – on the radar too or something, but, but yeah. So, I mean, I think at this point, anybody other than, than freaking Todd um, would, would make me happy. Tim Kelly over Todd would make me happy, even though I hope they don't go inside. Um, I hope they don't keep Kelly on as their, because if, if Tim Kelly was the passing game coordinator, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, Mic drop. That's all you got to really say. show me much. So, <laughs> absolutely. Well, uh, Ty Ross, we really appreciate you coming on. I know you got a show to do in, in a few minutes, so we'll, we'll let you go. But before we do, please let all, all our listeners know where they can find you and uh, find your work. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on, man. Um, you can find me on YouTube, just Titans Rossi on YouTube. On Twitter at Titans Rossi, um, my channel is a part of the Titan Upload Network as a whole. We have like five or six different channels, um, kind of in the in the group. We have a Facebook page, Titan Upload Network. You can go join that, um, and we have a Twitter at Titan Up Network too. So if you just type in Titans Rossi or Titan Upload Network on on all the apps or whatever, you'll you'll find us on there. So. Thank you cool, guys cool. so much again, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Definitely going to be checking yeah. out that turf specialist that's coming on the show in, in uh, hopefully a couple weeks from you. So. Wait, See Rossi, who's got the thickest jersey accent out of the three of us? Who do you think? <laughs> I, w- I would say you, man. Oh, man. All right, you gotta go. Are y'all are y'all in Jersey? Do y'all are Jersey. Yeah, they're, they're in North okay. Jersey? I'm in. Yeah. I'm right outside of Philly in South Jersey. So the AJ Brown thing's been even tougher for me this year because I live ten minutes yeah. from the city. So, but that's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah All my around. family lives in upstate New York. So, oh okay. So like mm-hmm. that's my Italian side, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll work on. We'll work on the accent a little bit. You come down here. We'll, we'll bring you <laughs> yeah. to a few restaurants. You'll pick it up right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. One thing you only thing so. you got to remember is that it's Taylor Ham. That's all you got to remember. Yeah, Everything else doesn't role. matter. Yeah, well, Vin, yeah. It's, it's, Vin's essentially yeah. from Philly, there's, so we don't yeah. really listen to him when it comes yeah. to language and, and, there, and there's, there's a lot of fumes in North Jersey that they breathe in, and their brains, they're they're. They're all screwy. So a yes. lot of power plants, yeah. a lot of things out there, a lot of, well, you know, yeah. it's messing with their brain chemistry, <laughs> you know. Listen, Mr. Rossi, we will definitely have you back on when we get closer to the draft. We'll have a lot more stuff to talk about, and uh, we'll certainly link up again. And we want to also, again, thank you for coming on the show and wish you the best of luck uh, with all your endeavors involving Tennessee. And thanks for all your insider information. I'm not going to forget that as well. You put a lot of info out, take a lot of heat, and a lot of it comes true. So, uh, you know, we appreciate all that you offered to the fan base uh, through all your accounts. So thanks very much for coming on, and we will definitely catch you on the flip, brother. Take it easy, guys. Take care, Mike. Yes, sir. Titan Rossi joining us, member of the Titan Upload Network, uh, friend of the show. Hopefully I have him on soon uh, to talk more. Cool-ass guy, man. Very cool guy. Very, very, yeah, very, uh, very cool guy. What's that? So very down to earth. He's very down to earth. And listen, he takes a lot of heat, says a lot of stuff on social media, a lot of news that people are like, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong. And sure enough, it comes true. He talked about Brady a month ago, about him ready to hang it up. And sure enough, that comes true. That's why I asked about that OC position, because I've seen him saying something about Nagy, but I wanted him to say it out out on the podcast and say, hey, listen, we got a viable source, you know, for the organization. Nagy's Nagy's my top guy, if I had my choice. like you said, I mean, he he went to a playoff game with fucking Mitch Trubisky. Should have won. Should have won. Yeah. Right? Double doink. Who knows what could happen from there? Um, but uh, he, he's a he's a quarterback guy. And listen, bottom line is, there's a good chance that we could move forward in 2023 with a quarterback that has little to no experience. And any guy on the payroll who can step in and has a background in progressing quarterbacks in a positive way uh, is obviously an optimal choice for this franchise. And he seems to be that kind of guy. So uh, we'll see how things shape up. Obviously, once the Super Bowl ends, probably going to be more news circulating about you know what their choice is going to be and what other interviews they might take. Uh, but you know, we'll see how things transpire. So, um, moving forward from that, let's first do our weekly segment where we talk about Titans quarterbacks, 2023. We have the prompt coming up once again. I just can't fathom how these fans forget about the money. This is, I had someone talk to me today about the reason they chose this guy is because the money's not fuck the money. This has nothing to do with how it's going to fit payroll wise. This is who you would want starting for the Titans in 2023. There are individuals, clearly a lot of them, who would rather have Ryan Tannehill over Aaron fucking Rodgers in 2023. It's blasphemous. It makes zero sense, folks. 
Zero sense. You want to talk about the guy's playoff record and his playoff performances? What the fuck has this guy done? He hasn't thrown over 100 yards in a single playoff win, and you would take him over a guy that's won two MVPs in the last three years. It's ridiculous. It's insanity. I'm sorry. I ranted a little bit tonight. I didn't think I was going to. But anyway, I will let Vin start tonight because he's definitely, you know, he thinks I'm cutting him off a little too much. So I will give yeah. him the floor. I will no, give no, him no. the floor. I don't, I, don't, I don't think. I know. It's all right. Know. Um, we, we, can, we can admit our mistakes. We're all adults here. But I'm going to fucking repeat myself from last week. And, uh, you know, Tannehill's just got to go. I've seen – Enough of him. We know what his ceiling is, and I don't think there's enough talent around him at the moment or enough talent on the free agent market that we could bring in and surround him with to make him the quarterback he was under Art Smith. I just don't think it's feasible. I would rather almost not to no, – I'm not even going to say it and give Sal the satisfaction, but I don't want him as our quarterback. You know, There's a lot of other players I would rather see – than him, he's got to go. Uh, even at even if he wants to cut his figure in half, you know, and, and go for 14 15 million, I, I just I think his time as a Titan is done. Like Rossi said, we're thankful for what he did for our organization. You know, we haven't been to a title game in, in, in a long time, I believe, since we played the Raiders in the early 2000s. Um, oh, you're, but, talking about the, you're talking about the Super Bowl title game we played KC a couple of years ago. No, no, that's what I'm saying. We haven't been to oh. a Title game since before that KC game, we haven't been to one until I think we played the, the Raiders in 02 or 03, the year they lost to the Bucks. Yeah. But his time is up, you know, we're thankful for his services. But I think there's uh, a few moves you got to make, even though I did say the quarterback room could look the same. If it was up to me, it wouldn't, uh, he would not be there. So, not to sound redundant after last week, but you know, that's how I feel. So, so this is the first time picking Tannehill. You haven't picked him yet? No, I picked him. I picked him last week as well. Okay. I'm pretty sure I did. All right, because it doesn't matter at all. But I, I okay, that's good because then I can reiterate again and say him again. So I'm glad you did, Jared. All right, so, I mean, if we're if we're going by the fans instead of us now, because obviously the graphics up and we're just going with what the fans are saying. I don't know, understand how Aaron Rodgers is off this list. And the bottom two still, Lamar Jackson. You can call me crazy all you guys want. Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill are not X'd out. Because like I said before, there's only three quarterbacks that are going to be for this team next year. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill. In my personal opinion, I am picking C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Those are the only three. So if I were to egg X one of these guys out, obviously Tannehill's gone in my in my book. And so is Lamar Jackson. I'm going Bryce Young. I think he's, he's undersized. Yeah, he's great talent. But my pick – Obviously, would be CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. Yeah, I don't think that's a. I, don't, I think that's fair as all hell. I mean, I already did my little rant about how you know you're out of your mind thinking Tannehill is going to progress the team further than Aaron Rodgers. And listen, <laughs> it's a pipe dream. Aaron Rodgers likely is not coming to Tennessee. Stranger things have happened, but it's very unlikely. But it's still just a point. It's 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 the precedent that you should be setting like how anyone could believe that this guy just is a, a Super Bowl champion. Let's forget. Let's not forget that. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have seven rings like Brady, but he's got one and he's arguably the most talented quarterback in the national football league. Still, you know, yeah. Mahomes is still the top dog. The things he does are unprecedented, but Aaron Rodgers is just a, an absolute sniper. Yeah, uh, he's best arm talent of our generation. Absolutely. Arm talent. You can't pay in uh, Rodgers, you know, Mahomes is, you know, up there. But of our generation, got to be Rodgers. Yeah, and another thing, too, he's a lot more mobile than a lot of people realize. He really is. He can evade sacks. He is He's nimble for his age, whatever he is, 36, 37 now. Um, yeah, he's 38 or 39. 38, 39. Well, he's still moves he's, around. He's 39. He's 39. I think he's going to be 40 this upcoming season. By the yeah. way, Sammy, I love that you finally made us full screen. I love this. I love looking at these two handsome Italian gentlemen to my right more up close. So let's <laughs> keep that rolling moving forward. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully people come to their senses for this next round. I mean, there is nobody left on that list. I don't even care now. You can't – I don't want to hear uh, picking Tannehill over Stroud or Bryce Young. These guys are elite prospects. Uh, and 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 have such high ceilings that it would be absurd 
for you to say, all right, let's take the guy who can't throw over 100 yards in a playoff win over these two guys who are showstoppers at their position and played at the highest level of college football five minutes ago and and, and succeeded. So we'll see how things shape up. I still think he's going to be there next round, but we'll see. There's already like 90 votes. So um, I, I really want to see if Ron Carthon hangs his nuts and goes gets like a, a CJ Shroud or a Bryce Young in the draft because that's going to make some noise moving up over your division rivals to get your your quarterback. Yeah, you know, there's so many things leading to us, whether it be Trey Lance, the two quarterbacks to move up, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, who knows, Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, all those there's so much there's so much in play this offseason. I just can't wait for it to all unfold. Well, what we're waiting for is the first domino to drop, because what yeah. we do first, whether it's O-line and re, if we re-sign Luan at a discount, then it's like, OK, now we're probably not going tackle. Do we go? receiver you know the kid from tcu or do we go up and get our quarterback because now we have our two tackles so it's waiting for that first domino to fall to see where the rest end up you know yeah i I, I, I honestly love the way what i was talking about before moving mpf over and going to get mcclinchy that's i would love that because then you have that option to what you're going to do in the draft did he play left tackle at ohio state i'm pretty sure he did we got sammy can you look that up and, and, and uh verify that for us yeah I'm I'm sure he did. It's not the easiest thing to switch from right to left and vice versa because your footwork is complete opposite. Yeah. So, you know, unless he has experience there, I don't think he could just flip it on overnight. But, you know, I'm pretty sure he did. Well, th- listen, you know what I wanted to ask too, Rossi, I forgot. I, do you think because we we're talking about Nate Davis and I would like to keep him? I, and I wouldn't assume the franchise tag could be too expensive for for a guard. I wonder if there's any chance we franchise maybe someone like him to see keep some continuity within the line, you know, but I thought you couldn't franchise a guy unless, uh, I mean, maybe I'm, no, maybe he's, I'm a, he's, a, he's a free agent. So we could franchise him. I thought you could, I thought you could only franchise uh first round picks. That's not true. No, I must I, franchise I anybody. I thought there was some, there was some limitations to, to who you can franchise. Yeah, well, like I said, there's something in the air in North Jersey. It's got you all. This fucking not, ball, you know? bar, this ball breaker. I'm going to send you a new mic with a fucking, uh, some dynamite in it. All right. Yeah. Um, put your face on it so I can look at it. <laughs> I'm going to send you a, a Malik Willis signed boarding pass. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's do the, the, we have a quiz that we put up on Twitter. Uh, some Titans, some Titans quiz. Uh, it's like a you know a multi-choice question quiz. We want to get your uh, input on it. You can find it on on the bio of our Twitter page. Um, we love to hear you know how much knowledge you guys have. The way some of the people come at me, you would think they they should know a lot of these answers. Hopefully, so uh, we'll see how things go with that. But uh, wow, we did forty-five minutes as always in a heartbeat. Um, you know, again, we want to thank Titan Rossi for coming on. Uh, make sure you can go check him out. He has a show on YouTube as well. Uh, he's, he's got a great following. Does great things. Great guests. The guys he work, works with are awesome. Uh, so make sure you check him out. Uh, yeah, and, and as always, we'll be back next week. I ask you guys each week if there's anything you want to drop in before we before we head out for the night, and uh, we're going to tighten up. We all got to give our our quick Super Bowl picks. You know, we, yes, we, we were hot to end the year. So let's uh, let's tell Thank everyone. Reminding us. Maybe we can we can make a little money for for our, our friends out there. Absolutely. Vin, why don't you start us off? Um, I'm going to roll with the – I got two picks. I'm going to roll with the Philadelphia Eagles minus the point and a half. I just think Kansas City is is very banged up. You're going to get Mahomes, who might start out look like he's healthy at the beginning of the game, but as he takes more hits, that ankle is going to bother him. They're banged up all over, and I just think the Eagles are just too deep this year on the offensive line, the defensive line. Um, they're clicking on all cylinders, and they are pretty healthy as well. So I'm going to roll with the Eagles. I know the vibe down in South Jersey right outside the city is is very high. Everyone thinks they're going to win, and I believe so as well. I'll be watching the game in Philly with a bunch of Eagles fans, and I'll do my best to um, just sit sit quiet in the corner. But if you want to make some money, I think a good player prop I like for MVP of the game is Hassan Reddick. He plays on the right side where the right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, has led up the most sacks out of any right tackle, I want to say, this year. If that's not the stat, it's it's since the playoffs he's led up the most ta- uh, sacks to, um, you know, the player he's guarding. So, Lofus on Reddick, he's been playing on fire. 
It's a good story as well. He's a local South Jersey guy. He's from Camden right outside Philly. Big Eagles fan growing up. So I can see him having a few sacks, maybe an interception, stripped, uh, fumble, you know, maybe recovery. And and I could see him winning the MVP at 30 to 1. So $100 would bring you back three grand. And I could buy myself a new microphone if I hit that bet. Beautiful area, too, Camden. Got a lot of love for that area. Yeah, yeah. Big um, Italian area back in the day. My grandfather's from there. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. If you ever want to come down, we could go to, you know, I'll show you around. I, I, I plan on coming down there. Absolutely. We'll, we'll bring a tank. We'll bring a tank. Anyways, go ahead. Listen, I've been smoking hot in the NBA. I know it's two different, uh, two different leagues, but uh, I'm rolling with the Eagles money line to bring home the uh, Lombardi down over to the Rocky Steps or whatever the hell it's called over there down in Philly. And uh, a good prop bet, obviously, would be uh, Travis Kelsey because, in my opinion, there is no receivers on that team that Mahomes is throwing the ball to besides Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. So I am going to take his over 79.5 receiving yards. Keep it hot, baby. I like it. Listen, I'm going to be honest with everyone. My pick is just because I can't root for the Eagles in any way, shape, or form. You couldn't root for Kansas uh, City last week either. Yeah, it's a different situation now. It is. I can't. If I got to watch A.J. Brown hold up the Lombardi Trophy, is it? I I mean, I'm going to be fucking devastated. I mean, I'm already devastated he's playing in the fucking game. But seeing green confetti falling in with the trophy in the air, which I know he'll do. Try living down here. He'll probably say some dumb shit like, yeah, what now, Nashville? Some whatever the fuck he's going to say. But my bet is Eagles or uh, Kansas City money line. And I like any time touchdown for Travis Kelsey. I don't know what the odds are currently, but I think it's somewhere in the ballpark of plus 150, something like that. Uh, you pair those two together, you're not risking a ton. I think it's a pretty likely bet right now as far as parlays are going. If you're going to add an anytime touchdown score in there. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, public service announcement. It's not my educated guess. It's my guess in my heart because I just can't root for Philadelphia. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but that's it for tonight. Uh, as always, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Our, our sub count is getting higher and higher. And we're very appreciative of that. And we're working really hard to give you the best content possible. We hope to bring more guests on, more fans, uh, all those types of things. So make sure you share the show, like it, thumbs up, all that good stuff. And if you're following on any of the uh, – podcast platforms make sure to subscribe on that too write us a nice review uh you know give us some some nice uh compliments on our looks that's also nice as well uh anything you can do is appreciated uh maybe we'll start a little gofundme for uh vin to get him the mic that without the static noise but we'll we'll, we'll we'll go on and on for that next time but i'm ball breaking don't don't I'm ball breaking that's it it's a ball no, break you sell an extra accurate this week you could buy me one <laughs> Actually, honestly, I, I I'm I'm barely selling enough accuracy to pay for the fucking uh the computer I'm using. So, but I'll, I'll let you know. We'll see. Uh, listen, guys, thanks as always for stopping in, uh, tightening up. And Jeff, I haven't re- forgotten about you, brother. We're still waiting on that sign morning pass. Anything you can give us? Send the three of us out to Nashville, please. Yeah. Don't listen to Van. We all need to get down there. I promise you, I won't say anything bad about you. Uh, but we're looking for some compensation because I'm still very upset about that whole situation. Live show in the parking lot. That's very possible. I'd be down for that. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.